The only thing more nerdy than talking about anime is talking about religion, and when you combine the two, it forms sort of some sort of super nerd. Let's talk about it on this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. This episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online game retailer. Each week, they have brand new bundles that last for only a limited amount of time. And with Humble Bundle Monthly, for a flat fee each month, you gain access to over $100 worth of games for only $13. A game I received was Soul Calibur 6, which normally retails at nearly $60. And I got it and several other highly rated games for the low price of $13. If you love games as much as I do, do yourself a favor and get Humble Bundle Monthly using the link down in the description or by using the link on our website. Not only will you be getting amazing games for yourself, you'll also be able to support the podcast. Back to the show. So, don't worry, we're not talking about all religions or major aspects of religion. We're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender and the different chakras. So, you don't have to be a hugely religious person to kind of get where I'm going with this. So, ultimately what I'm talking about is the different chakras that are represented in the Avatar world... And talking about how they can reflect and be used and thought about in our world beyond the actual chakras in many different religions. So this is religion for the person who is not religious. So let's talk about it. And uh, this week I actually have some help from somebody who is a lot smarter than me. So let's talk about the first chakra. First we will open the earth chakra. Located at the base of the spine, it deals with survival and is blocked by fear. What are you most afraid of? So the first chakra is at the base of the spine, much like the guru said. And it's blocked by fear. Truthfully, we're all afraid of something. Yeah, we're all afraid of failure or loss, especially this year, or the unknown. And it's scary to stop and think about what you're actually afraid of. Yeah, there's phobias. Like, yeah, I'm afraid of, you know, spiders. I'm, I'm not personally. But you're, you're afraid of small things, inconsequential things, like bugs. You may be scared of bugs, but is that truly within your character to be afraid of bugs? Ultimately, it's the things that we hold with fear. Maybe it is bugs. What holds you back, truthfully? What holds you back from being the best person you can be? The person that Uncle Iroh knows you can be. What is a fear that stops you from taking an action? For me, it's slightly a fear of being alone and rejection. I'm being honest here. 
I am sometimes, a lot of the times, very afraid of being rejected. And that leads me to think about things and overthink things and think about it some more till it's nothing. And that is a fear for me that I will go into a situation and I will be out of my depth and I will be rejected. That is something that I look into myself and see. A fear of the unknown and a fear of rejection. And I actually have a good example of that. Honestly, with my streaming. I lately have been more and more crippled by the fear of being alone and the fear of failure. So as you know, I lead the GNC community and I'm afraid that through different actions that I take, maybe I'm destroying it slowly but surely and I don't know it. I'm afraid of that. There are nights I sit awake and think about that, that I have failed, and that is a fear for me. I am fearful that I will end up being by myself on stream, that three years of my life will have come to nothing as I slowly let the streaming boat out into the middle of the lake and set it ablaze. I am afraid of that. I am afraid of being inconsequential and forgotten. So that's what I'm afraid of. Pause this podcast if you need to and think about it. What are you afraid of? And embrace it. Embrace it and understand that that fear will be there, but you still need to take action. So let's talk about the second chakra. Next is the water chakra. This chakra deals with pleasure and is blocked by guilt. Now, look at all the guilt which burdens you so. What do you blame yourself for? As you heard, it's, it's blocked by guilt and it deals with pleasure. Sometimes people aren't able to feel good feel good about themselves because they're blocked by guilt. Maybe it's guilt of something that they did do or that they didn't do. Honestly, it's a difficult thing to live with guilt. Even imaginary guilt. So I talked about last time, last uh, chakra about the fear of being forgotten and the fear of that I'm doing something to destroy the community for which I love and I built. And I'm, I feel weirdly guilty, like I have done something, but I don't know what it is. So I beat myself up about it. I beat myself senseless about it, trying to figure out what I am guilty for. That ties in with good old-fashioned, actual religious guilt. The guilt of, I something isn't right, so it must have been me. I need to figure out and atone for it in some way. Guilt is a thing. Guilt is easy to talk about, but hard to do anything about. Because at the end of the day, no matter the only the only person who has to forgive, to be forgiven, is yourself. And you have to do the forgiving. That's hard to do. And extremely easy to talk about. Yep, just gotta forgive yourself and then you're fine. That is hard. 
It's not easy. It's not fun. But sometimes you do need to look at things you have actually done or that you think you've done and go, <sighs> okay, moving forward, I won't do that. Or I will strive not to do that. Feeling guilty about it is tying a rock around yourself and going, well, I sure hope I can swim. The upcoming year is coming and it's going to be another ocean to swim through. And tying yourself down with guilt is only going to drown yourself. Let go of that guilt. Forgive yourself. Seek forgiveness from the people that actually matter, the people that you actually hurt. Is it a perceived guilt? Forgive yourself of that. Did you do something wrong to someone? Seek their forgiveness. Understand that they don't have to give you the forgiveness, but seeking it out, I think, is just as important. Seeking out to make amends is the important part. Once you've done that, seeking to not recreate those actions is all you can do. Whether or not a person forgives you is more on them than it is you. And understanding that just because they've given you forgiveness or you've asked for forgiveness does not mean that it's all just easy peasy now. There's going to be some difficulty. There has to be an atonement. You have to do something. They don't have to be your pal, your friend, anything. They get to choose that action. All you can do is to seek to make it right. Because if you don't, because you're afraid that they will remove you from their life, go back to step one. That's what you're afraid of. This is part of a forgiveness cycle. So many people don't seek that reconciliation with other people because of fear. And that fear creates more guilt. They heap it upon you, heap it upon yourself and think, well, I, I'm so afraid of what they're going to do. So you just keep compiling that guilt and you just keep making it worse and worse and worse. And you just start to slowly drown in your own guilt. Let's move on to chakra number three. Third is the fire chakra, located in the stomach. This chakra deals with willpower and is blocked by shame. What are you ashamed of? Chakra number three has to deal with shame. I think that almost everybody has a shame. Maybe it is the shame that you did do something to hurt someone. That you did do something that you're not proud of. But being able to face that shame and understand that it happened, it's part of being strong. It shows willpower to recognize that shame and move forward. Being stuck in shame is another part of the fear, guilt, forgiveness trinity as a whole. Because if you're shameful, you're not going to admit it to yourself. Admit that those things happened. You must accept it as part of your life. 
Maybe you said something to someone and you're just not proud of it. Being honest and showing willpower means admitting, I did something that I'm not proud of. And then not being afraid to seek reconciliation for that and admitting guilt and then letting it go. That's the hard part. Even for myself, letting it go is difficult. So shame is what seeks to make us hide something and it makes us fearful, which makes us guilty. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? It's one of those fear leads to sadness, sadness leads to anger, anger leads to hatred, hatred leads to the dark side of the force. It really is one of those things. Look at every major issue that we've had with individual people. They have a shame. There's a fear. There's guilt. It happens. It's part of our human nature to try and hide things that we're ashamed for, ashamed of, and then to feel guilty. But we need to let all of that go. It's only going to make things better for ourselves. So let's move on to the next chakra. The fourth chakra is located in the heart. It deals with love and is blocked by grief. Lay all your grief out in front of you. This chakra is about grief. I have been pondering on grief for a while, mostly because at my job, I, uh, by this time, by the time you hear this, I will have led a company-wide or district area kind of wide thing about coping with loss. And honestly, we've all lost something in the 2020 year. If you're listening in the future, 2020 was a terrible year. We've all lost something, whether it be friends actually lost them, like they have passed, they are beyond the mortal coil, they are beyond the veil, or maybe they've left and you're no longer with them. Or maybe you've lost family, actually or metaphysically lost them. You've lost a job, you've lost that sense of normalcy, you've lost the ability to feel safe because you don't know what is going to happen in this year. We've all felt a grief. And grieving isn't just one particular thing. Grieving is a process. Grieving is something that we all have to face. As part of humans, in order to love, we also have to be able to grieve. Which, wouldn't you know it, the opposite, of, the opposite side of this, this chakra has to deal with love. And it's blocked by grief. So think about it. The, the the loss that we've all experienced, it's there, but we can still move forward through it. It may take a while. It's not as easy as going, yep, and my grieving is done. I have had two weeks of grieving and I'm ready to go. Grieving is a process. I've lost friends in my life, like actually lost them. They have passed and I still remember them. And that is part of grief, being able to remember who you lost. Grieving can have sadness and anger and bargaining, all the steps of, of, all the steps of grief. 
And that's okay. Your grieving may not look like someone else's grieving. And their grieving may not look like yours. And again, that's okay. Being able to say, you know what? Our grieving may be different, but all we can do is support each other through it. I have lost friends in the past, and this year I have lost friends in a metaphysical style. People I was close to I am no longer, and people I wasn't close to I am again. It comes in pairs. It comes together. It's a cycle, much like the Avatar cycle. Sometimes you may not be friends with someone for a little while, and then you're friends again with someone, and you're tight friends with someone, and then you're not friends with someone. And maybe it'll come back, or maybe it won't. There's a piece that we'll be talking about later that, honestly, it's something that I myself am working on. I am doing this podcast for you so much as I am doing it for me. This is something that I have been thinking about quite a bit as of late. Quite a bit. So let's talk about the next chakra. The fifth in the chain is the sound chakra, located in the throat. It deals with truth and is blocked by lies, the ones we tell ourselves. This chakra is about truth. And it's blocked by lies. And it's no coincidence that it's found in the throat, according to Avatar. And guess what? Truth is hard. Sometimes truth is difficult to tell people because it might hurt them. It might hurt yourself. But the lies we tell are not just the lies we tell other people, but maybe the lies we tell about ourselves. The lies that come so easy. The lies that, that are met around the water cooler when someone asks, Hey, how are you doing? And we go, Oh, not so bad. Or live in the dream. Or I can't complain. Or my weekend was great. Maybe that's the lie you're trying to tell yourself. Maybe it's the lie you're directly telling them. Lying doesn't help anyone. It only continues to make everyone just a little bit more miserable because no one is saying how they actually feel. Now, that doesn't mean, hey, how are you doing? Terrible. How are you doing? Terrible. Be honest, but be uplifting sometimes. It sounds like a weird way to put it, but being able to move past the terrible I generally, I, I've tried to stop asking the question, how was your weekend? And more ask, did you do something that you enjoyed this weekend? Did you do something that brought you joy? Because, again, I, I've said this on the podcast, I would very much rather talk about what makes someone happy and what I like versus what I hate and what makes me angry. I would honestly much, much rather talk about something that brings me joy. So, did you do anything fun this weekend? Did you do something that brings you joy? I did an art piece, or, you know what? I sat around the house doing nothing but playing cyberpunk. Whatever it may be, did you do something that brings you joy? Don't encourage people to lie to you. And the best way to do that 
is when they tell you something that you have asked and they say something that maybe it sort of hurts, be there with them and ask them about it and be honest about it. If someone says something that hurts you, be honest and tell them, hey, that kind of hurts. And hopefully they will be able to feel free to be honest with you about why they feel that way. It's happened to me. And truthfully told, I have not always told the truth. Because I don't know how they will react. See point one about fear. I just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And hopefully just scurry out of the conversation because I don't want to tell someone, hey, you did do something that hurts me. Or, hey, you know, I, I think maybe you're not being exactly truthful with me. And that's hard to be able to say, hey, by the way, I, I think maybe you're being um, judicious with the truth and it hurts when I feel that way. Maybe you are telling the truth, but there's just something that hurts about this statement. Being honest isn't always fun, and it may cause you to lose some people, and you may have to go to the grieving process, but being honest is something that we should strive to do. We should not make a habit out of lying to people, especially people that we call our friends. Be honest with ourselves. Be honest with our others and be honest to the people you love, which should be yourself and the people around you. Being honest is the way to go. So let's talk about the second to last chakra. The sixth pool of energy is the light chakra, located in the center of the forehead. It deals with insight and is blocked by illusion. The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. Things you think are separate and different are actually one and the same. It's about insight, and it's blocked by illusion. Let me be honest, we block ourselves off with this. We like to wrap ourselves with a, an illusory blanket. What is, an, uh, what is illusory beyond Twitter and Instagram? And TikTok, where people only show the best and the brightest of their day, and not anything else outside of that little square. A director once said, you just have to make everything within the, within the scene look pretty. Everything else around it can be burning down to the ground. And that's an illusion. You look on Instagram and it's only happy people. It's only the best food shots, only the cutest pets, only the best looking people. You open up Twitter and it's only the funniest of people or only the best and brightest and the prettiest people. You open Twitch and it's the exact same. It's an illusion. People turn off the stream. I have turned off the stream. And I have literally went on a tirade to myself about how that went. I feel down about myself. I look at myself and I degrade my own self-worth based upon how I think that went. But it's an illusion because on stream, maybe I was bright and perky. Maybe I was talking about the best and the brightest. Yes, I like talking about what makes me happy, but it is also important to be able to say, 
guys, I'm not doing well. Guys, I feel like I have been forgotten, like I have been exiled, and I don't know why. Twitter and Twitch and Instagram and TikTok are, are our illusory blanket. We wrap our head, we, we pull it over our eyes and go, if I can't see the darkness, the darkness can't see me. And guess what? That's a lie. The darkness can see you. It is creeping in. It is there. The darkness is around you. Being able to be honest and saying, you know what? There is both good and bad in people's lives. There is good and bad in my life. What I thought was separate isn't. Being able to look around the world and go, you know, these different peoples, we're not so different at the same time. They may be in a different continent. They may look different from me. They may act different than me. They may sound different than me. But we are the same. We are scared when the lights go off and there is no one around us to tell us it's going to be okay. We are scared to be alone. We are scared and think we will be forgotten. We are humans at the end of the day. We think we may be different, but we are not different. We are mortal, the same. We are scared when we are hurt, and we will be hurt. So there is a lot of illusions of difference, of they're the successful people, they're the happy people, they're over there, they live in that country, we live in this country. Guess what? It's the same. The person who has millions and millions of dollars Guess what? At the end of the day, they turn off the lights and it's just as dark in their room as it is in yours. They still battle the demons of depression and anxiety the same as you. The only difference is they can afford to ignore it for a little bit longer before they have to seek help. So I'm telling you now, seek help the help that you need before the darkness does, in fact, consume. Now, let's talk about the last chakra. This is the last chakra, isn't it? Yes. The thought chakra is located at the crown of the head. It deals with pure cosmic energy and is blocked by earthly attachment. Meditate. On what attaches you to this world? This chakra is a little bit more metaphysical. It's difficult to define. It is blocked by earthly attachments. Now, a lot of people misunderstand this as you can't be attached to anything. And that's kind of true, but also really kind of not. If you actually ever study any Buddhism or anything like that that believes in no earthly attachments, what they mean is that, yeah, you can have earthly attachments, you can have friends, you can have family, but being able to say, at the end of the day, you're not going to be with them forever. You're not going to have them around forever. Yes, you can have friends, but if you hold them so tight as to not lose them, all you're going to do is put a strangle grip on them. 
all you're going to do is strangle strangle them out. And that's not a good thing. It's something that only seeks to lose people. A really good example of this is if you were to try and grip tightly a handful of sand, the tighter you grip, the more it slips through your fingers and the more you lose. By trying to hold on to people in our lives and force them to be there, you're only losing them more. You're only causing pain and resentment. Being able to say, you know what? At the end of the day, they may go walk a different path, but at the end of the day, that's okay. They're walking the path that's hopefully best for them. If our paths converge again, great. If they don't, great. We're both living our best life. We are all trying our best. And sometimes you're friends with somebody and then you're not. Being able to let go, it's difficult. And I'm saying that to myself. Being able to let go of people and say, you know what? This is okay. It sucks in the moment. I will grieve this loss. But ultimately, it's okay. You can love people. I love my wife and my children. But understanding one day that will cease being. I will cease being. And so will they. It's difficult. But it's something that you have to understand. It's the idea of impermanence. Which to me makes things more interesting. Which makes me appreciate the time that I have more. I understand that I will not have time with my wife or my children. I will not have infinite amounts of time. I won't have infinite amount of time with my twin. So spending the time that I have with them wisely... That's important to me. And it's being able to say, I ultimately, one day, I will cease being, they will cease being, and being able to let go of that. Being able to let go is, is difficult. And it's not the uncaring, unfeeling Jedi way that you go, I feel nothing for this mortal world, and everybody who does have a mortal feeling, man, aren't they the plebs. No, as we clearly seen in Star Wars, not being able to feel led to their downfall. Loving things in our lives gives us motivation. Loving ourselves, loving our spouses or significant others. It brings an importance to ourselves, especially loving ourselves. It brings an importance, but being able to let it go. Being able to not define yourself by those attachments. The number of people that say, I am a streamer, or I am this, or I am that. What happens if you have to let that go? What happens? You lose who you are. You have anchored yourself down to that. Think about it. Some people say, I am a streamer. What if tomorrow Twitch just disappeared and was gone? So what? How they define themselves? It's gone. If you suddenly were stricken and unable to write or draw or color or see, would you still be an artist? How do you define yourself? You can be an artist and you're creative, 
but don't tie yourself down to something that is impermanent. You can be an artist with your heart, with your soul. Yes, you may be able to create something without the ability to see or hear or feel, and that's okay. Being an artist isn't tying yourself down to anything but yourself. But defining yourself by, oh, I make YouTube videos, or oh, I Twitch stream, or oh, I do a podcast. If you define yourself by that, when those things disappear, when they close up, when they aren't as successful as you want, guess what? You're only tying your self-worth to something else impermanent. Being able to let go of those things and go, I will figure it out. That's what's important. Being able to say, I love my friends and family, but I recognize that I am impermanent and so are they. So I will spend all the time I can with them in the most meaningful of ways and not just going, meh, I'll have all the time I want. Because you won't. Honestly, you're not going to have all the time you want. It will be more than you expect, but not more than you want. All time is fleeting, truthfully. All time is very fleeting. So that was like the religion, the aspects of the chakras brought in from Avatar The Last Airbender. This is actually the last episode for the year. So we're not recording one Christmas weekend. We're not recording one New Year's weekend. I'm going to be doing stuff with family and just honestly enjoying some time off. Take some time off for yourself. If you've got a couple holiday days, take them for yourself. If not, then enjoy the things that you have. Maybe go back and play a game you haven't played before or for a very long time. Spend some time with family or hit us up on Twitter and maybe play some games together. I know I'll be having like four day weekends and stuff like that. So hit me up. Let's talk about playing a game together. I'm always looking to play more games with people. So you can find me at Twitter at Derek GNC. And uh, yeah, I hope that you have a wonderful holidays, whatever you uh, celebrate. I think that by the time that this goes out, that uh, Hanukkah is done, but I hope that you had a lovely Hanukkah or if it's not done, I hope that you have a lovely Hanukkah. I know that Kwanzaa is coming up, so happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, happy Yule, happy Festivus, whatever you celebrate. I hope that it's good and you truly enjoy your time. I know this year is going to be difficult, but find a way to enjoy it. And again, I hope that you have a wonderful new year and I will see you in 2021. Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!